Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Emil, and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning and Night. Episode 34. Good to finally be back. Man, I should really just stop mentioning my plans in all these intros altogether, honestly. I think I keep jinxing myself. I say I might have two episodes in a week, and then suddenly I end up taking a month-long hiatus instead. Hopefully I get the rhythm back soon, though, all the problems considered. Been tough being a one-man team, but I do love doing this, though. So to all of you listening out there, thank you for the support. Really means a ton to me. Speaking of, there's been tons going on. Lots of exciting games, trailers, events, and news to talk about, so hopefully I can catch up. E3 and the middle majors just rolled through. Tons of cool events. Thinking of all these events really gets me going, so let's get to talking about this week's episode, which actually has a lot to do with events, yeah? This week, we get to talking to Sir Jobert Yu, Managing Director of Gariath Concepts. Jobert has been organizing gaming events since 2004 and gives us an inside look on how these sorts of events get made and get going. He's organized esports competitions for Dota 2, League of Legends, StarCraft 2, Hearthstone, and many more titles. He's also responsible for bringing us such events as the Pinoy Gaming Festival and ESGS, the Esports and Gaming Summit. I actually had this conversation with Joe Berth quite some time ago, but it's still very vivid in my mind. Learned a ton talking to him, and I had a blast just hanging out and listening to his stories about organizing the kinds of events we all love to go to. If you enjoy stuff like this, I'll be bringing you conversations about life and video games every week, so don't forget to subscribe if you can. Here's to me actually stabilizing my schedule to keep up with the releases. <laughs> Anyways, let's get down to this week's episode, yeah? Here's A Meal in the Morning at Night, episode 34 with Mr. Jobert Yu. Good. I think we should be good. Do you have any more questions? Um, any more last things you want to get out of the way before we start? Um, um along the way now. Okay. I mean, like you said, this isn't your first time naman being interviewed for something like this, right? Yes, but this is the first time na ganitong setup. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, before, yeah. like I said, tape recorder lang eh. Tapos parang yeah, out you of mentioned the blue me, lang. Yeah, 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 out of uh-huh. the blue lang. Parang this is the first time na this kind of setup na podcast na. Just on a bench in a park, right? Yeah. Actually, para sa akin, like, I really admire those kinds of setups and I wish I could do that too sometimes. Mm. You know? She's you naman kasi is more like impromptu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sige. So, let's start. Okay. Game. Welcome to another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night where I talk to interesting people over a cup of coffee at night. And tonight, joining us today is Sir Jobert Yu. Ah. Say hi to the listeners, Jobert. Good evening, everyone. Like, hi, Emil. Hello. Hello, hello there, hello. Jobert. For tonight, I am invading another home. <laughs> <laughs> I am invading the privacy of yet another one of my guests. Uh, thank you for welcoming us here at your place, ah, Jobert. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. Thank you also for having me here in your show, in your <laughs> podcast. Absolutely no problem. I've been very interested in talking to you ever since we met each other at the Feedback February ah. event. Uh, so, like, for our listeners out there, Mr. Jobert Yu is the Managing Director of Gary at Concepts. Am I saying that right? Yeah, uh, Gariath Concepts. Gariath Concepts. And you've been organizing gaming events since 2004. Yes. You've organized esports competitions from Dota 2, League of Legends, StarCraft 2, Hearthstone, and even Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Yes. Oh man, like, that's kind of a really interesting list of accomplishments going on here right now. <laughs> um, it's basically, actually it's more, for me kasi it's more like passion. But mm-hmm. if you like, 
Yeah, like I said, since 2004, I started with just Dota One. Dota One, okay. It was Dota One. Wow, as in like Frozen Throne? Uh yes, the pro- <laughs> uh, using the the customized Dota One game okay. under the Warcraft Three Frozen Throne. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started, and then until 2012, that's where it kind of like evolved to other games. Mm, where, where I was introduced to do other games, and then there, parang um since it's my passion, I love to do this kind of thing. So kind of like evolve mm-hmm. from just one game to many games. Oh man, okay, so that's pretty amazing to me. I mean like. This is the first time I've met someone that specializes in the organization of gaming events. Yun talaga yung specialty mo. That's what you love doing. That's what you do often. Yeah, but actually I mentioned this to someone before. If I know how to develop games, maybe <laughs> I would have loved developing games. Because oh, I, I, when I saw the uh, especially local developers create their games, so I kind of like fell in love. And sometimes I just wish na sometimes I can do those things. So for the gaming developers, they I don't. I mean, I have lots of respect from them. Lots of respect. Oh man, like, sobrang nakaka-relate ako yeah. right now because yeah. like, I mean, it's the same reason I do this show. It's the same reason I talk to people who love games because like, wala talaga akong skills as a, yeah, yeah, as a yeah. game developer. I mean, yes, maybe that's part of the reason why I just, I just organize, you know. Oh, yeah. can, oh, all of you guys can join me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like, and, I really yeah. get it because like, I really want to learn how to code and shit like that but like, sobrang wala talaga akong alam sa code. So, uh, second, I second <laughs> So for me, I guess I'll just talk to the people. Okay, so you're here with us on the show today. And so far, we've introduced to our listeners what you do. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to have a good idea of what you do. So for example, mm-hmm. like actually take us through a day of like what you do for these gaming events. Okay, uh, before, of course, before the event mm-hmm. comes to life, uh-huh. I kind of like plan out with some people also. Parang, uh, plan out the event, mm-hmm. what's the content, and then what the format of some of the competitions. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we we kind of like formulate everything. The next thing is we we kind of like sell this to sponsors. Kinda ah, like, all right. We send them out proposals, and then once they're interested, parang we set up a meeting with them. I go to their offices. Sometimes we meet halfway, but mm. usually I go to their offices. Ah, okay, that's interesting. To, I mean, for a lot of people out there, the concept of organizing like a convention or like any sort of event, really, uh, like the concept of that, it's a very fun endeavor. But like usually when it it gets to the sponsorship when it gets to the talking to companies in order to come to your event and things like that that's when people start to get like nervous yeah that's when people start to get like uh, uh do i really want to do this like how is that for you do you feel nervous talking to these big companies uh... trying to support your events Actually, in the past, mm-hmm. yes. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, when I started doing gaming events in 2004, there wasn't any such thing as a sponsor. It's oh, more oh, like yeah. I create this. Lots of teams go to the event. Uh-huh. They pay a registration fee. And the mga small events na yon, we just do it in a cyber cafe. Ah, but to right. do an event uh, like in a mall or in an event area, like on a which, very convention scale, uh, yeah, which, yeah, it would incur costs. Of That's course. when you need to get sponsors or get companies that would willing to back you up or believe in what in this in this industry in this concept yeah. in this community yeah, yeah. I, I can I can still remember when like I said in 2012 when I first started actually I was with someone else his name is Herman na. he's kind of like my boss at the time and then he introduced me to some of the um, the past and currently still some of the people that I know today the big companies so he introduced me and then at first he's kind of like the one who's ex- 
explaining the events mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he kind of like listen uh, the good thing about Herman is not only he knows the companies locally okay. but he also knows the people from other countries meaning ah. uh, because not all the money comes from locally or let's just say that uh, there's an HQ that's from Singapore okay Taiwan, okay so that's where that. the money really comes from ah, all right. so he knows those persons that's why in the first two years oh sorry in the first three years parang he introduced me and then they joined because of him so Kailan. previously your boss was very intimate with like how the convention scene worked and you just kind of learned the ropes from there yeah uh, yes it's, it's more like he's been doing it since 2006 2007 been, okay but in other countries ah alright that, that's the main difference okay that's yeah. very interesting but I think I think we're getting into the nitty gritty business yeah. side of yeah. like all of these conventions and things like that let's reel it back a bit like I mean what got you into this I mean like as a person for you Jobert JB mm. um, like why gaming events <laughs> I mean I love games since I was a child <laughs> okay uh, so family computer Game Boy okay Super NES Sega Genesis PlayStation oh man uh, you're, you're naming all of it yeah you're, but you're naming it, all the consoles it's more yeah. like uh, I grew up playing games Siguro when when I was in college that's when I kind of like got introduced to the PC the PCs ah, so okay first game was Counter-Strike. Lots of lots of years, I think mga two years. Of actually years. playing, yeah, playing just yeah. Counter-Strike. Yeah. Counter-Strike. And then, parang I fell in love with the competitive thing. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, before in my time, I joined tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, never won. <laughs> Always lose. But there was inside of me parang, oh, I wanted to compete and there's a fire inside of me na, yeah. So, actually, it, it got me into thinking how to organize events. Or, I mean, so, not, not, not on a big scale, but mm-hmm. a small scale. Just like, even just small grassroots yeah, events, right? Yeah, like, like, I mean, just at your local net cafe, yeah, right? Yeah, lo- local net cafe. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, it kind of like failed. At the time, kasi, even though there are lots of people playing, mm-hmm. there are still parang less teams. Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, back then, when you go to a net yeah. cafe, what are you playing? Ragnarok, Counter-Strike, uh, actually, Dota? Actually, there's no Ragnarok. When I was in college, first to third year, Ragnarok wasn't there yet. Oh, man, uh, Ragnarok, really? Ragnarok, if ever it came, I think, 2003 to 2004. Yeah, 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 around that time, yeah. Uh, when I was in fourth year. Oh, wow, uh, okay. Fourth year. But at the same time, when Ragnarok came, uh, there was some group of people in Athena. Mm-hmm. Played Dota One. That's when I was introduced to the game. So and I mean that that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And yes, because uh, at the time so many people tried to play that game. Actually, I was kind of like struck with it because you'll see uh, in Aten- in in Katipunan. Uh-huh. In there's this blue skies. Called, uh, blue skies. Yun, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes. blue skies. So you, you see lots of people playing just the Dota game. I used to go to blue skies all the yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So there and then so there are so many things and then there's before I. I organized my own tournament. I joined one tournament that was held in Habista, just beside Blue Skies. Huh, okay. So, okay. I don't know if you're familiar. No, 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 uh, no, no. Well, I'm yeah. only familiar with Blue Skies. Blue Skies. So, yeah. there's this small shop called Habista, just beside Blue Skies before it closed. Uh, ah, okay. I don't know how, I don't know what year it closed, but. Alright. So, so I saw something when I joined that tournament. So, at the time also, I was, uh, me and a group of friends opened up a shop called 129 Internet Cafe. Huh, okay. 129, which is in Katipo. Also. Huh. That's when I started doing the, parang I organized the Dota 1 tournament. Huh, alright. So, you know, for me, that's very interesting because, like, the net cafe culture, I, 
I never really thought about it until mm. you mentioned it in mm. this manner. Mm. But like the net cafe culture, I think it really did grow on the merits of these games like Dota, Counter Strike, and like Ragnarok when it hit already. Yeah. Like, because I mean, without these games, man, internet cafe won't flourish. Exactly, right? right? I mean, I mean, without this niche, Mm-mm. niche game, and these games tend to be very competitive. Like, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. like the Counter Strike, very competitive. The Starcraft, very competitive. Dota, sangkapama ng mas competitive na mga tao, right? You you mentioned about internet cafe. Actually, there was kind of like a drought. Siguro when I was in first or second year, it was very popular. Pero when I was in third year, that was around 2002-2003. Uh-huh. Kind of like bogged down. Really? So there okay. was parang there were some internet cafes that kind of like closed. Ah, uh, because was this because of the schools? Maybe it's because there wasn't parang hit game at the time. Ah, okay. And I then understand. and then 2004 came. That's when Ragnarok became big. Actually, at 2004, Ragnarok was the biggest. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Dota 1 was just picking up little by little. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more like Ragnarok kind of like save or it's more like that's when the internet cafe flourish. You know, for me, that's the really interesting thing because like a lot of the time, gamers are usually pigeonholed and stereotyped to be very reclusive creatures. You know what I mean? Usually when you think of a gamer, you think of somebody who likes to stay in, who likes to like stay on the computer and stuff like that, stay on his Genesis, stay on his SNES. But like the second you said that you got into computer, PC, like basic, like specifically PC, right? When you specifically got into PC, it opened up that whole array of games that like have a very so part to them, you know? Mm. For me, that's very interesting because like, when it was for the console games back then, I mean like, we had multiplayer on console but it's not yeah, todo-todo, I mean, you know? Yeah, the problem, before naman kasi, all the consoles until the PlayStation 1, you just play multiplayer but on your own living room. Just locally, yeah. Yeah, locally. Unlike Aragnarok, that's when it kind of like started the whole online thing na you're talking to from one computer to another computer that's not from your area. Yeah, exactly. Area. I mean, the so, concept of like playing games over the internet was still fairly new back then. Yes. And to me, that's just very interesting that it's these games that like inspired like a sort of community around these net cafes, a kind of like a group of people that are willing to like organize tournaments, organize <laughs> gaming events and things like that. And like because of what you said, like I'm just like attributing the growth of these industries to these games that focused on like the multiplayer competitive mm. aspect of them all. Okay, that's super great. It's very interesting to see your roots when it came to organizing these things so when you first organized like your earliest tournaments and things like that how did that pan out for you for me, it was successful because that's the first time I got so many teams joining. If I'm not mistaken, we got around 24 teams. Oh, 24 for a first tournament? Yeah, first tournament. Oh, and, wow. and at the time, there was an entrance fee. There was kind of like 150 peso per person. Oh, that's not fee. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course, you take the cash price there and then you take the computer rentals from oh, that. Oh, so, okay. Kinda like, it, like I said, it was successful. Uh, I wake up early. <laughs> so basically, at the time, I was the only one doing everything. I promoted the event I was like the marshal I was the one who's <laughs> handling the bracketing oh man that sounds so yeah. it's kind of like funny because at the time there was one team that I also joined so I was also in that tournament as well <laughs> but uh, we, we kind of like lost in the first round oh so, man that's really interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so when I saw so many people join and then the reaction was very good that's when I thought oh yeah why not do it again and, and again, again and, and again, again. Yeah. Ah, okay so the cyber cafe tournament from 2004 until 2008? 
mm-hmm. if I'm mistaken, 2008. Okay. And then I stopped 2009 to 2011 because I just got married at that uh-huh. time. So gotta make time for the family. Yeah, yeah. So there's and then in 2012, that's when Herman told me that he wants to run events here, but in an event area like malls, like events. So like an actual convention. So from these mini tournaments here in these net cafes here and there, you just kept doing it and doing it and yeah. doing it until it came to actually organizing a convention. Uh, actually, uh, when I started doing 2012, the mm-hmm. event area, mm-hmm. the malls, the event, parang sudden. It's not. Hindi siya, it, it wasn't a gradual it thing. It wasn't a gradual thing because at the time I was supposed to accept in working in a gaming company. Ah, all right. Uh, parang I was already dead set in working in. I I, I won't mention that. Oh, company, okay, of course, yeah, was, of course. Parang I was already on the mindset. Okay, I'll work for this company because I know the general manager and the general manager knows what I've been doing in the past. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Herman from Singapore okay. told me that he wants to know. So choosing between these two, I kind of like thought about it for a couple of days. Oh man, yeah, that sounds like a hard decision to me. Well, <laughs> there are some factors, but the one thing siguro yung pinaka main reason why I went with Herman is the good thing about them is they are neutral. Mm, okay. If you work for a gaming company, you're only organizing the games of this company. Whereas this one being neutral where you can work as many games as you want. And that's huh. when parang my mindset became clear. Parang I wanted to do an event where I can talk to any gaming company and then they can join my event. Oh, so, man, parang, yeah. when I did the first one, the PGF Summer Assembly 2012, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the name of the event. So, or Pinoy Gaming Festival Summer okay. Assembly. If I remember, we have four games there. Dota 1, Dota 2. At the time, that's when parang Dota 2 was kind of like starting. Mm-hmm. So, Dota 2, Starcraft 2, and Crossfire. Okay. Actually, four games, sorry. Four games. So, different gaming companies, uh, different, sorry, g- different gaming publishers. So, those four games didn't come from one one. Uh, basically one company. One company yeah. uh-huh. That's a really interesting yeah. mindset. I mean, like, I never really thought of it in that manner that that was the deciding factor yeah, between par- working for a company and organizing an event. Yeah, parang that's probably the point where, or the deciding factor for me. Nga. It's uh, doing an event where you're still neutral to everyone or you can still get them to join you because mm-hmm. you're not specifically handling just one ano, company. You're, you can have as... Yeah, yeah. The, the, the concept of the events that I did is any company can join as many gaming companies as possible. And I mean, that's super cool when you love games and things like that. You don't want to be restricted to just like these set of games, you know? Yes, yes. But but on the other one that I didn't choose, on their company's respect, I mean, if I go there, I would have also loved it. Because their games, it's kind of like tailor-made for success. Ah, like it's super <laughs> cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Plus, at the same time, like I guess there are pros and cons to each thing. Like for the whole neutrality thing, you get to like have a whole bunch of games around you at any yeah. given time. But like for the company, you get to have an in-depth look at this one specific game. Mm. Something like that, right? Yes, or parang it's more like parang working for one gaming company will have you less headache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that makes you, sense. you can just focus on one game lang. Especially if the game is very successful already. Uh-huh. Parang it's more like you're just maintaining the success. So like I said, that's when I just chose to do the whole concept of working with different companies. Okay. That to me is very interesting. I mean like you mentioned the headache of all these things. And I mean like when it comes to organizing an event, I can't imagine like how many parties you have to deal with, how many things you have to consider, how many things you have to organize. I mean, like, how do you go about actually uh, organizing a convention like this? It's kind of amazing. Siguro, ano, uh, parang first thing is, I look at all the games that will be included or the content and then that's when I'm gonna strategize of 
okay, what's gonna happen on the main stage? Actually, for me, yeah, that one is much easier if I already know what games are gonna be played or what content. Sometimes the harder for me is the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we but, talked about that a while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I the mean, the sponsors, sponsors are getting, tough. Yeah, the sponsors getting them to join you. That's tougher. But there was this one incident in 2013. Okay. So this is probably the worst case scenario that I hope that I'll never experience it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, I just finished my summer event in 2013. Okay. It was very successful. Then we we're already setting up for Pinoy Gaming Festival October 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the venue was SMX Hall mm-hmm. One and Two. Okay. So I kind of like thought everything already. Uh, I mean the PC, the internet. We already planned everything. Everything is laid everything out. Everything already laid out, and then the sponsors already. It's already good. So two weeks before the event, I had a call from SMX okay. telling me to go see them because they wanted to talk to me. So uh, so so I was thinking when they told me that go to uh, SMX, I was thinking more like yung the usual na protocols na para okay here's what you can do what you yeah, yeah, because yeah. prior to PGF 2013, I already had an event with them in 2012. Mm-hmm. In 2012, it's also a disaster because that's oh, the man. first time I did an event as big as SMX. Oh, okay. um, I mean, that's a pretty big and nice convention. Y- hall, yes, yeah. but the problem was um, it's since the first time I did it and we didn't have any limitations to tickets. Mm, so, it, okay. so people, lots of people went there to the point na people can't fit inside the hall Oh anymore. man, they, they can't physically fit into yeah, the hall. Yeah, and, and SMX has a policy that if the hall is full already, they will not allow people to come in. Oh man, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kind of like uh, even a needle, you can't drop a needle. Oh man, so, yeah, yeah, so I can from, imagine. Yeah, so first day was really, really hell for me at the uh-huh. time. And the internet is not working because like I said, it's the first time we did it there. Okay, yeah. So, computer's not working. So, lots of problems. In the first day, we got hall 3. So, we kind of like had a meeting with SMX where we said that, yeah, it's too many people. So, they offered us the hall 4. At the time, no one's taking the hall 4. So, okay. thank God, no one took that. And then, we kind of like negotiate already and then we took the hall 4. So, on the second day, it was uh, more spread out. More spread yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah more exactly. Spread out. So, it's more like a learning curve for that. Mm-hmm. So, I thought in 2013, everything's gonna be okay. I mean, because now we got two halls and now we kind of like limit the ticket selling. And basically, when SMX called you up, yeah, you thought so it was gonna be like, the usual protocol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I went to the meeting uh-huh. and then they told me, Jobert, we had a slight problem with your event. So, okay, what's the problem? Uh, we kind of like double book you. Okay, what does that exactly okay, mean? So yeah. what that means that there's another event that will happen oh, on, shit. Really? on Friday okay. and Saturday. Okay. Friday and Saturday. Uh, my event is Saturday, Sunday. So you're booked at the same time as these other events? Yes. They were supposed to take Hall 1 for ah, Friday and Saturday. Okay. So I said, okay, so um, I mean, I already paid you, right? I mean... Yeah, okay, exactly, then. exactly. So they said, yeah, but the problem is they paid earlier also. So Oh, man. So yeah, but so so why didn't <laughs> you tell me? I mean, why did I... I mean, I'm... Everything's set! Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went here... I told them I went here in September during Best of Anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went here in first week of October during Cosplay Mania. I went to visit, so... No one mentioned to me about this, and then mm-hmm. two weeks before the event, you just tell me that you double booked me. <laughs> oh man! So when they first told me about that, I'm kind of like calm. But the next day, that's when I started getting what, angry. Uh, yeah. WTF? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so, oh, don't so worry, like you can curse on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you see, what the fuck? Yeah, what right, fuck? right, right. So, so I'm kind of like scrambling already. They even introduced me to the general manager of SMX. Mm-hmm. Said, so they asked me if I want to move on Sunday and Monday. I said. I, I, I have a VIP guest 
on Saturday oh, and, and he's gonna leave on Sunday yeah so yeah, this yeah. is the first I'm not sure if this is the first time but the VIP guest was Min Liang Tan he's the CEO of Razer mm-hmm. so I'm Razer familiar. was yeah. supposed to have a big boot there oh also. man that's super cool so when I mentioned this to Razer they kind of like uh, also yeah. cuss me about it I'm sure so yeah so for a couple of days you know I mean two or three days there were scrambling no? I, I won't accept this so we were even speaking about some legal matters now because you know I'm here I'm just a phone call away you could have just told me but exactly. they said it was computer problem or something I'm not uh, sure, really sure. Exactly. computer or what oh, or what issue so, oh man that sounds like a giant headache yeah that was a really giant headache I mean so I don't know when when did we finalize but I think in the next week they were trying to change my location so said okay you can find a location for me fine so they called World Trade Center huh okay so they called World Trade Center so less than two weeks and I'm probably lucky or something that World Trade Center <laughs> was open on that date so we kind of like finalized in the next two days we kind of like finalized with World Trade Center took their offer so there we got World Trade Center so uh, actually no one knew this but from the social media side mm-hmm. we <laughs> okay uh, we kind of like I, I already know what to say in our Facebook page mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so for the crowd there's no problem we'll say if I'm not mistaken I kind of like mentioned to them that okay since last year we kind of like had problem with SMX now we're moving to a bigger area which is World Trade Center so okay. that's what that's how we plug in okay that's okay okay plug in, which is actually bigger I think it's around 2,000 square meters bigger I actually really like World Trade Center yeah we, well if I want to choose between SMX and World Trade I would choose SMX really okay yeah. okay so going back so there and then for two days I kind of like set up the floor plan for two days <laughs> oh man Ready, you know okay so we tell our sponsors okay I hope you're okay with this area I hope you're okay with this area, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I said it was less than two weeks and as much as I want to make it good or better or mm-hmm. perfect the best yeah the best exactly event, there were some problems like I kind of like forgot the internet because oh, we man. I, I, I just thought of the internet during the day of the ingress so when I was talking to TLDT at the time they kind of like rushed but on the first day we didn't have internet oh man okay. we didn't have internet on the first day even on the second day we kind of like had problems you know but and, all in all it happened right yes I mean mm-hmm. externally the crowd were very happy but internally just hearing your story yes. those two weeks sounded like a nightmare yeah oh yeah, my yeah, god you know. but I'm very thankful because we were able to get that air and at the end of the day especially from Razor's side mm-hmm. Yang Tan was there on Saturday he saw the crowd he was able to interact with everyone yeah, 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 yeah. he was very happy so so if I fuck up on that event <laughs> yeah. I would probably retire it would probably I mean, be hard to work in the industry again yes, yeah yeah in the industry like of that. organizing these yes, conventions yeah so so it's more like I mean that's probably the worst scenario that I yeah, had yeah, yeah. I, don't, oh, man. I don't know if there's any <laughs> worse yeah, yeah. thing than that oh yeah, man like yeah. when you said this was the worst scenario this was the worst thing to happen I was just trying to imagine what could it be what could it be but like you know my listeners probably aren't used to this but yeah. I was very silent throughout the whole story and that's because like I was just so interested in your story you know cause like before I used to like frequent these conventions and things like that and like every once in a while I would like have a hand and like actually helping out the organizers and things like that but like just here Hearing your story, yeah. that's just like amazing to me. And like, I just wanted to hear more of it. So like, for our <laughs> listeners out there, if you guys aren't used to like me being silent during a story, like I was just very enamored with this like adventure that Jobert went on. Man, like 
two weeks of like I can just less imma- than two actually less than two weeks less than less two, two, two oh weeks. man like I can imagine the concentrated amounts of hell you had to yeah. go through yeah, just to get things like fixed holy crap I, I, I was even joking to a friend Maybe I need to book my ticket to another country. <laughs> I mean, on, on during the Olympics. Oh, I'm, I'm never gonna work in this country again. Yeah, 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 yeah shit like that. Actually, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I just thought about that little. Oh bit. man, but, that's pretty grim. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, SMX came through with it. Well, I had some issues in the past with SMX because there wasn't any kind of compensation with us. They oh, they just gave right. us what we paid to them. Huh. Uh, so they just gave that back to us. But like I said, I still want to do. Uh, Events at SMX. Yeah, plus and you said a while ago, yeah. if, if you were given the choice, you would choose yeah. SMX. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in the next year, I did an event. That's when I first created the ESGS. Ah, in 2014. all right. All right. Uh, so you're still going for SMX? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So exactly. SMX 2014. Then last year, 2015. Last year there was some issue, but not, 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 <laughs> not that. I mean, I okay. mean, not that big. Okay. 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 But overall, after the 2013 debacle, I was happy. I oh. was happy, and I like how they do. Uh, How they the, do business the management, with you the now? The management yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. was very happy so, with SMX. So, so, so that's very interesting too since like for you, you got to experience like the transition of management and things like that and yeah. all of the interesting things when it comes to the, I guess, the convention scene. Like I said earlier, like maybe it's not a usual thing for me not to be talking very much but like I was just very interested in your story and that was a pretty big part of my life way back when when I used to go to conventions all the time. So that to me was very interesting. So, so far we've talked about what you do we've talked about Garriott concepts we've talked about your interesting adventures like dealing with all of the headaches of actually like organizing these concepts we've also even talked about your start organizing the tournaments in these net cafes and I want to get to talking to you about like even more of these things but for now we will be taking a short break here on Emil in the morning at night we will be back after a few messages and we will be back here joined by Mr. Jobber BRB guys BRB we will be back after a few messages You're listening to Emil in the Morning at Night. Honestly, I don't have much to say here just yet, but if you have any ideas or if you would like me to talk about your stuff in this section, send us an email over at emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Now, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far, so let's get right back to it. Okay, <laughs> that was a very short break. Um, awesome, we're back. Um, welcome back to Emil in the Morning at Night. We are back here with Sir Jobert Yu. Hi. And, <laughs> and we've been talking about conventions, we've been talking about headaches, we've been talking about hell. We've been talking about all of these interesting experiences Sir Jobert has in the industry of like creating these events we love to go to. You know, I actually haven't been to a gaming convention, like any convention in a very long time. Actually, Donna, by the way, listeners, Donna is here usually, you know, join us here in the room not talking on the podcast but like what was the last convention i went to do you remember toycon 2013 wow, wow. that wow. was a long time three ago years, three years that was the last convention i went to so yeah. like i actually don't have a proper grasp of how the convention scene is these days i mean before i would frequent conventions because actually you know i don't think i've mentioned this on the podcast yet but i used to cosplay before mm, and like okay. it was something i was really into it was something i really enjoyed and it was something that like i loved because the community would just sort of like gather very naturally yeah. and everyone would be friends and it was super cool but like three years of not going to conventions has it changed is the scene very different like how's the crowd these days you know 
Um, probably the same, okay. but it's more like there's more added feature. I mean, really? the, the okay. whole the main concept. For example, Toycall. The main concept of Toycall is lots of stores, lots of people selling toys. Yeah, exactly. So the main concept is still there. Siguro 80% of the hall is yeah. just people selling. Yeah, yeah, people selling. But the way, how do you say this? Um, How you promote or how you advertise the event has changed. Okay. For example, yeah, like I said, Toycon is one of the oldest conventions in the Philippines. Uh-huh. I mean, I- I'm sure maybe email in the future that when you interview the organizer of Toycon, I'm sure they will tell you how they started first. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I heard some stories, but like I said, they're probably the perfect example of change where they kind of like blended. Mm, I mm, mean, mm. or they kind of like evolve on how they promote. Mm. Now, they're probably the biggest, oh no, they're the biggest. Really? The biggest convention event in the Philippines. Oh, man. Uh, for, in my honest opinion, the biggest local convention in the Philippines. I guess everyone here just loves toys, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone here loves toys, but the main concept has and change but how they promote or how they advertise their event has changed like for example social media most of the promotions now comes from there so mostly how it's changed is how the information is yes, being, being yeah. disseminated to the public yes okay that's, that's very true. interesting I mean like I haven't been to a convention in three years no. and that to me is like insanity because I really love these things but actually what really tore me up last year was because last year I really wanted to go to conventions but I was actually out of the country so, for specific <laughs> Specifically, um, what was that con? Asia Pop Comic Con? Ah, Asia Pop Comic Con. That I think that happened in September. Yeah, I was out of the country for yes. that, and I was also out of the country for ESGS. Oh, that event you organized? Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was it? Was it last year? Yes, last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in October 24, 25. Oh man, yeah. I was pretty much out of the country for that, so I was like, all of my friends would go, like, all of them were going, and I was out of the country. So ah. like, I just felt like I was missing out so much because I heard such positive positive feedback from them, you know? Specifically, these two events, ESGS and Asia Pop Comic Con, I heard that they had like a spectacular time and I heard that there was a lot to do, a lot to see. Actually, the main thing about ESGS is initially when I started doing events, like mm-hmm. like I told you before, mm-hmm. I wanted gaming companies or at the time, gaming publishers to join my event where I can take one of their games or maybe two or, or maybe all and then create a tournament for that. For ESGS, the concept is still the same. Okay. But the other part is I wanted to build a gaming convention because there are lots of esports organizations here in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are lots of organizations that create tournaments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there isn't any kind of an event where gaming developers or gaming companies can showcase their games. Actually, yeah. Come to think of it. In the Philippines. Yeah. Back then when like I was big on conventions, there wasn't like a game-centric one, you know? I guess like back then, mostly. Uh, that's open to the general public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's actually that's, a celebrated event. Yeah, but when I did the PGF, mm-hmm. actually it's more like the same thing also. Where in 2013, the World Trade Center, the okay. one that I yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah. to you before, <laughs> uh, that one hell of a story. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. So at that event, we had uh, we had at least six gaming publishers there. So I can still remember uh, Level Up, Asia Soft, QB Zone, Game Club, Cherry Credits, and Friendster. Friendster at the time. Whoa, was, for, yeah. Well, they, Friendster was still they, alive. They published games to web-based. But all of these companies are, like I said, are gaming publishers. Mm-hmm. Are gaming publishers. But at the time, I was already doing those 
kind of events. But DSGS, it's kind of like solidify the concept of making an esports competition slash gaming convention. Mm-hmm. Because the ASGS, that's when I when I got uh, not only gaming publishers but gaming developers as well joining my event. And there was even two schools. Actually, no, sorry, two organizations, okay. two school organizations that also joined. Okay, uh, so that's joined. very good. Like, not only are you getting the publishers, but you're also getting the developers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing: when you talk to some people here in the Philippines, uh-huh. when you ask them, name a gaming developer, most of them will say a Nintendo, mm-hmm. PlayStation, yeah, uh, Capcom, uh-huh. Konami, yeah, 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 SquareSoft, SquareSoft. Oh, I mean, Enix, oh, sorry, Square uh, Enix. Enix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So generally, all the well-known gaming companies. Mm-hmm. But when we ask them, sometimes or when I ask them, do you know a local gaming developer here? Yeah. So they they will say play level up. They will say. So then we tell them those are not gaming yeah. developers. Those yeah. are game publishers. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. There wasn't any familiarity of. I mean, it's kind of like people don't know that there are local companies that create games as well at that time. Mm-hmm. At that time. Yeah. Actually, it's just started to pick up. So that's when the idea said, okay, since a lot of people knows esports, they are a fan of Dota 2, they're a fan of Hearthstone, they're a fan of League of Legends. Why not invite the gaming developers and at least these people who knows esports get to be introduced to the local gaming devs? Basically, all of these people who are passionate about games, games. be introduced to these people who actually develop games within yes. the country yes. itself. Yes. I mean, yes, like, like that. right now, I mean, like, when I started this podcast and stuff, I hardly knew anything yeah. about, See, like, the local yeah. game development actually, scene. Uh, even me, even me. Um, I was kind of like maybe in 2013, just a little information, but in 2014, that's when I, I went to this event in Makati. This is more like a event organized by the government. At that event, I was introduced, or I kind of like um, get to know a lot of local devs. Okay. So that's when the idea came to me. Like, yeah. Um, let's bring not, all these yeah, people together. Yeah, yeah. Let's try to bring, let's try to invite them. Let's try to create an event where we can also advertise or we can also promote your to the gamers from esports fans. Oh man, that's yeah. very interesting to me because like back then when I used to go to conventions a lot, mostly it was like um, centered around, you know, toys, centered yes. around cosplay, yes. centered around anime. And, and for this one, it's centered around gaming. We also had some cosplay, but the main theme is gaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like before in these conventions, I mean, of course you're gonna bump into gaming because yeah. like all of these geek interests, all of this geek culture happen to coincide with one another, right? But like, I never thought of it that there was no one convention that was actually, actually focused on gaming. Mm-hmm. To me, that's very interesting. You know, we've been talking about these conventions, your experiences, all of the interesting things you have to share with our listeners. And like I mentioned a while ago, I have been very enamored. That's why I've been just like listening and listening, trying to absorb as much of your experience mm-hmm. as I can. But like, now that we've been talking about this for so much, for so long, like um, you've talked about like organizing these gaming conventions. You've talked about organizing these gaming competitions. So I would imagine that gaming for you as a person is like gaming is something very important to your life yes um yes yeah <laughs> actually, uh, actually sure. I, I can tell you that without gaming i would probably not have met my wife <laughs> really so we met okay. we met when i was playing ragnarok he, she was oh, playing man. Ragnarok, so and then we had an eb yeah. you, you met your wife on ragnarok, ragnarok online. online oh man yes. that's that's super cool <laughs> you hear about these stories but you yeah. rarely meet someone yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's super interesting you hear about these stories of people like meeting online yeah. Actually getting to know each other, yeah. actually getting to date, but like I've never met someone oh. who actually went through this. How was that? Um, 
parang yeah, it's a great experience. I mean, at the time when I was, I only know a group set of people from high school, from colleges, and then this one when Ragnarok came, that's when the whole you know get to talk to people from another area or yeah, yeah. playing, you know. So you so, get to meet people in the guild. Yeah, actually, uh-huh. actually, I would even think that you know, uh, I don't know if this is uh, no, no, I, I, this is just in my honest opinion okay. for me, you know. It's kind of like this is where the games, like online games, where you get to talk to people. Mm-hmm. This kind of like set up websites like Friendster, like Multiply, like Facebook. Exactly. You no, know, okay. in a much simpler way. Ah, I mean, yeah. This, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, the online game started the social conversation. I would have to agree because, like, for me, it was much easier going to the bench in Frontera to talk to my friends than actually looking for them on Friendster you, you, before. Yeah, Multiply. you don't even have to. You don't even have to go to Frontera. You can just you, you just know, slash G. Yeah, you can just slash G. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. So, it's, so it's more like me. I'm not sure because I'm not familiar. But for me, like I said, that's when it started the social conversation thing. Mm. I mean, the online games. Like for me, Sorry. like social games are a very big thing for me because Ragnarok Online was a pretty big thing for me. Yeah. World of Warcraft was a pretty big thing for me. Um, mostly, my friends peg me as an MMO gamer. Ah. These days, I get to play Guild Wars. Like, mm. I'm very excited whenever a new MMO comes out. Like, I completely jizzed myself when I saw Blade and Soul, Black Desert, all of these games. And like for me, I guess growing up around these like MMOs, growing up around these social games, it was just very important to me. And I guess like nowadays, some people just seem to take that for granted, you know? Mm, yes, but considering now, there was a time when MMORPGs were very, very popular. Every year, there's, a new, see, one, yeah. there's a new one. But now, it's more like MOBA is taking on the, yeah. is taking on the genre. MOBA now. really is the new thing. If you notice, you mentioned about Blade and Soul. Yeah. If we were in the era of during the late 2000, Blade and Soul would probably have a Philippine server. Yeah. But yeah, they're yeah, yeah. playing in a most likely in an international server. Exactly. Correct? So the business side in the Philippines when it comes to MMO is not that good anymore. It's all about the it's, MOBAs nowadays, right? It's all right? about the MOBAs. Now, now there's this game called Vainglory. I've heard uh, about that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's a mobile MOBA game. We don't have a shortage when it comes to like the Mo- types of now, MOBAs yeah, we love Now, now MOBA is taking over. I mean, yeah. You have you know? Dota, you have LOL, you have Hon, you have yeah. Smite. Heroes of the Storm. He- yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but that's that's not MOBA. They said it's a brawl. But, well, the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroes so, of the Storm, yeah. So, I think companies see it as an easier way or gaming developers see it as an easier way to earn money where you just sell skins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much easier to sell skins and then characters where you need to unlock those characters. So I mean, for sure. I mean, like, for me, when it comes to these types of business models, yeah. I will very much more agree with like being able to purchase cosmetics yeah. ra- rather than actual power. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I mean, there are some MOBA games that kind of like fail also. So I yeah. mean, uh, I know I know some or a couple of games that kind of like went down. I can't mention things off the top of my head, right. but I'm sure some some of these MOBAs can still be pay to win kind of like. Well, not really. Probably I mean, not any of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like for example, Dota 2 mm-hmm. or League of Legends, you just pay for the skin. It's, I mean, it's, it's just it's, purely cosmetics yeah okay um we've talked about all that stuff like a lot and like how gaming is important to you and like that amazing story of yours that you met your wife on ragnarok (laughs) that's like super cool to me but like for you like let's reel it back a bit more like in your everyday life these days like during your free time what do you do um when you're actually free huh (laughs) um hmm. 
you know what every day I always do something so one day I still go to companies meet up with them you know and then another day when I don't have a meeting I kind of like plan ahead for my events okay and sometimes I do proposals ideas for certain events I create events so oh, there's so there isn't any kind of a rest day but if ever if ever I have some rest actually it's not more like a rest day it's more like uh, your mind just wants to keep on thinking huh that, that's super interesting usually yeah. when I ask about free time people are like oh like um, I play sports I do this ah, but yeah. for you no no I, I don't have a sport yeah. well well, in high school <laughs> I, I, I do track and field but well, just running but these know? days not so much not so you know if ever maybe I, I just play with my phone maybe that's already my free time but like that's very interesting to me though because yeah. like it seems like something you can't turn off huh yeah yeah um, no they, yeah that's that's probably the right comment I probably can't turn off even in Saturday Sundays actually after this conversation after this <laughs> later yeah. tonight I'll go with my laptop and uh-huh. then you know try to email some people so no matter what you're always like yeah. trying to come up with concepts trying yeah. to like make new yeah. ideas but huh? like I said I mean sometimes you kind of like let's say in my laptop when I'm trying to email someone or mm-hmm. when I'm trying to make up a proposal mm-hmm. so at the time that's when I okay maybe I can watch some YouTube you know, uh, some, <laughs> yeah, anime, yeah, yeah, some yeah. animes or maybe I can watch some Dota games you know mm-hmm. so that's kumbaga, it's more like I'm trying to put my free time and my work at the same time yeah I mean that's really interesting I mean like no matter what you're doing I mean like based off what you said to me yeah. what I'm seeing is like no matter what you're doing you always find a way to relate it back to what you're doing yeah. for these events and these concepts I mean it's as if your mind is always like your mind is always percolating yeah, basically yeah. so besides that if you're mentioning about a hobby yeah um, just recently I started collecting uh, games but now it's kind of like more like an infatuation now because uh, well so even my wife is telling me already to you know Stop. control yeah, yeah, take yeah. it easy take it easy so I don't know why it started but mm-hmm. you know I bought one game a collector edition game and then now I keep on buying collector's edition collector edition games oh, so so that I'm not stopping yet, but you know I'm trying to control my you know so I, j- I just love to collect games. Oh now. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's but still related to games. Yeah, it's still related to gaming. Still related to gaming. Okay, that's very interesting to me. So like no matter what happens, it always has something to do with yeah. stuff you love. Yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. So far we've talked about Gary's concept. We've mm-hmm. talked about the events you've put up. We've talked about your past. We've talked about you meeting your wife on Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And right now we just talked about like what you do on your free time. Uh, but I would like to get back to like some of your more specific events that you've mm. worked on with Garriott Concepts. Okay. Um, so far, we've already like sort of tangentially talked about like ESGS and we've also talked about the Pinoy Gaming Festival uh, PGF. Or, or PGF. Yeah. Yes. And you also mentioned a while ago the other iteration of the PGF called the PGF Summer Assembly. Yeah. Um, we've talked about all of those things but at the same time, I actually want to talk about your other experimental concept that you mentioned to me off mic uh, ah. called Brawl Fest. Yeah. What uh, is that about? Okay, so um, let me summarize or let me at least explain each event. PGF, the concept is purely esports, different esports competition, different games. Okay, okay. ESGS, it's a 50% esports competition and then 50% gaming convention. Okay. Brawl Fest, well, Brawl Fest is kind of like PGF, (laughs) different esports, but it's more specific for fighting games. So it's more, it's kind of like an EVO, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with EVO. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, like, one. every fighting game enthusiast yeah. dreams of going to EVO. Yeah. So, so, like, when I saw this on your list of concepts, I got really excited that mm. we might have, like, a local thing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure this year. But mm-hmm. we introduced that to ESGS last year. Because in 
2014, I kind of like invited several FGC fighting game communities mm-hmm. where they organized their own competitions. There's this one area where all the FGCs are there, so they kind of like organize their own competitions. Would this happen to be in Cubao X or anything? No, 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 no. ESGS. Yes. In oh, ESGS. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, in ESGS. In 2014. Okay. okay. So we had several FGCs there. You know, 2D Fighter, okay. Imperium, uh-huh. Playbook. Playbook. Uh-huh. Yeah, Playbook. Uh, uh, Ram- uh, Rumpus Room? Ramp- yeah, Rumpus Room uh-huh. was also there. Smash Bros. Pinoy Versus was uh-huh. there. So I think I got around six or seven. That's a good amount, yeah. Yeah, but the only... Uh, actually, I gave them free way of they can organize what they want, do everything they want. But I kind of like gave them a rule where if one organizer creates one specific game, no one can create that game anymore. For example, if you organize a Tekken tournament... No one else can organize a yes, Tekken tournament. Okay. okay. So in 2014, I kind of like experimented on that. So it was good. But there wasn't any specific name for that. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, I got them again together. But this time, that's when I thought of a name that we can maybe do, mm-hmm. or maybe all of them can go under one banner, which was Brawlfest. So in ESGS 2015, I kind of like gave them a sound system, their own projector, their own live stream where they have their own time for two days. So this live stream is focused on fighting games, mm-hmm. and then the projector is focused on the fighting games. Oh. So different fighting games you know time. that's super cool that you're so, actually supporting the FGC here yeah. actually some of my first guests were from the Philippine FGC huh? and like they spoke about their feelings about the community here and things like that and like how yes. was your like opinion no, on that um here's the thing mm-hmm. actually there are lots of FGCs mm-hmm. that organizes but you know as far as I know they haven't done anything yet in regards to like malls or event areas yeah, yeah, yeah exactly the problem lies with the sponsors or or uh, Oh, really? Or yeah, I mean, this is my opinion. Uh-huh. In the past, uh, when there wasn't any non-hardware sponsors yet, unlike this time where Smart, Low, Monster Energy, there's lots of non-hardware now. But in the past, there was only hardware sponsors. Okay. When I mentioned about hardware sponsors, I'm talking about Nvidia, mm-hmm. AMD, Asus, MSI, Gigabyte, Razer, mm-hmm. Series. But they're only focused on PC games. Mm, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting games are in the console. So if let's say if let's say if you're an organizer and then uh-huh. you come up to me, you tell me that you wanted to do a fighting game event in mm-hmm. a mall area or something, a, a big event. So I'm gonna ask you, okay, so you're gonna use console, right? Mm-hmm. So how will my brand? How will the sponsor? Our hardware. Exactly. How will my? For example, if I'm working for Intel. How will my brand be introduced in your event if you're ah. using console? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. So there lies the problem. Ah. So in regards to like PC, where it's much easier because you're using their product. Well, hmm, that's that's really interesting. So like, that's that's probably one of the main problems. So most of the FGCs at the time, they use mostly their own resources to create their events, mm-hmm. which is what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you started, when started yeah, exactly. You know, I started. So sponsors will not sponsor you because you're not using their products. You're not representing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not in the sense of representing, uh-huh. but it's more like the main thing why sponsors want because they they want you to use their products. Yeah, for yeah, example, exactly. In, for my event, ESGS. Uh, 
uh, one of my sponsors last year was Samsung. Mm-hmm. So in the main stage, we're using Samsung monitors. Ah, okay, okay, so okay. So you can do that in a console. So this is a very interesting look into like the nitty gritty when it comes mm-hmm. to like organizing an event like this, huh? You know, no one's ever brought that up with me that that might be the issue with the FTC. One of the issues. Yeah, yeah, one of the issues. One but of the issues. Like with how fighting games are these days, though. What's your opinion on that now that you know fighting games are trying to make that jump to PC? Um, actually, right now, maybe it's much easier because they don't even need to go to jump to PC now. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if they want to do console now, because now we have, like I said, we have non-hardware sponsors. Ah, now. right, right, right. Exactly. And now, uh, live stream. For example, Evo. One of their main supporters is Twitch. Yeah, 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 so, for sure. So if you want to live stream the tournament, yeah, you can yeah. live stream the tournament through Twitch. So uh-huh. they're very supportive. But maybe now the problem now is finding the right person to talk to. Yeah, I mean, like when I spoke to the local FGC, like I had them on as guests before. Like some of them, like I'm not speaking for the majority of the FGC here, but like for me, they pointed out like some certain problems within the community itself, or like like a lack of like a lack of commitment, a lack of like solidarity when yeah, it comes yeah. to fighting actually, games. Yeah, actually, I would understand them because when you say lack of commitment, probably one of the things they're talking about is resources. It it, it mm-hmm. you know you, you need a lot of resources to do an event, even just a you know a shop area or a cyber cafe area it's already a lot of what more if you're gonna do it in an event area mm-hmm. so I would understand them mm-hmm. I would understand those people that you know lack of commitment and then they're gonna give because they're using their own resources it's not like they have other people's money so so it's really so, I guess it's really hard to commit when like yes. you lack the resources yes yeah. probably I'm just lucky because for example when I do ESGS when I try to um, allocate the budget you know I have some budget that I can do this broad fest thing yeah, yeah, yeah where exactly. where you know okay i'm willing to sh- this air this sound system so i'm probably lucky and blessed that i have the resources to help mm-hmm. them oh, but man. i will i will yeah. tell you that if i don't have the resources you probably I'm, couldn't commit either i probably couldn't commit oh either. man so you know but if i have the resources i'll try as much as possible to because oh man that's yeah. really awesome because i really love the fgc i really yeah. love fighting games yeah. and shit like that and like i really don't think they get enough support here in this no, country no, because no. like like what you said earlier like it's a giant moba country right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i would also think in other countries as well you know mm-hmm. most of the fgc events around the country i would say uh there's a 50 or half percentage of what they do is passion I'm not saying I mean me I mean I do my event because of passion also but I have lots of respect for all the FGCs because they're probably compared to PCs they probably have a less chance of getting sponsors but they're really committed in doing their events they really love the stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. so especially those local even here in the local FGCs you know I have an utmost respect for them because I know that whenever they do events at least a portion of their own resources they're using the portion of their own resources yeah yeah, yeah. it's coming from their own pockets yes. yeah basically and i mean like yes. usually when i think fgc here i mean like from my experience when i think fgc the first image that pops up in my head for the philippine context is um a group of people outside mm. a tekken machine in an arcade mm. like that's the first thing i think of like i don't think of people organizing tournaments i don't <laughs> think of like people organizing smash people organizing street fighter yeah. people like i think we're a big tekken country right 
Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We're 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 big Tekken country here. Mm-hmm. Probably bigger than Street Fighter. Ah, okay. So we've learned a lot so far. I mean, like it's super amazing talking to you, man. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, my listeners probably aren't used to this, but I'm not babbling around. I'm not like bringing us on wild tangents. I'm not like randomly spouting off like stories from my childhood because like I've just been really interested about how all of these things work, mm-hmm. and I think I've learned a lot from you. Mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Asa. <laughs> Is there anything else you might wanna like talk about, bring up before uh, we close the show? Actually, uh, I would like to mention that I'll have some event. Okay. Okay. Up. Okay. So okay. I'll have an upcoming event on May six to eight. May six yeah. to eight. So that's my summer event. So it's a the Pinoy Gaming Festival Summer Assembly 2016. So that would be the PGF Summer Assembly yes. on May. May six to eight. May right s- before the election. May six to eight. eight yes. Right so before the election. Like so right. May nine is the election. So six to eight. So three days. So it's presented by Globe. Here we're gonna have a couple of esport competitions. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not mistaken, we'll have at least five games. Okay. So Dota 2, uh, League of Legends, StarCraft 2, mm-hmm. Legacy of the Void. Hearthstone and NBA 2K Online. Oh, wow. So, wow. with exception to Hearthstone, all of those games will be played in PC. Mm-hmm, Hearthstone, mm-hmm. the people will play that on mobile. Ah, so it's gonna be a tablet fight. Yeah. Yes, it's a tablet or a smartphone. Uh-huh. So, so there. Oh, that's super so, cool. Yeah, so, recently, I'm super into Hearthstone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, if you want, you can join. It's, it's oh, a free man. tournament. You know, it's a first come first serve, so anyone can join the Hearthstone Open Tournament. So who knows? You might, you know, you might win. So, oh man, that's super exciting yeah. especially with the recent announcement of the changes to standard and wild yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. super cool so so there so and then um, my upcoming big event in October uh, ESGS 2016 okay uh, we'll probably announce the official date and venue on April Okay. April. So Lots there. of things to stay excited yes. for, guys. Yes. Um, so there will be the PGF Summer yes. Assembly in May, May, and there will be ESGS in October. Yes. Looks like yes. we have a very exciting like other half of the year to look forward yeah. to. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, but not only my event. There are some big events that will happen also. I oh, mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially next month. So there's this event called ESL One Manila. ESL. Yeah. Yeah. I think ESL, I've heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. So which will happen on April 23, 24, uh-huh. and then the big one, the big inter national event uh, Manila Majors uh-huh. which will happen on June 7 to 12 oh man and also um, shout out to Garena they have an upcoming event in July if I'm not mistaken I don't know the exact date uh-huh. but I think it's gonna happen in July so Garena Rampage and another event on Cebu yeah? so <laughs> uh, this one will happen in August the okay. IESF IESF uh, International Esports Federation Oh man Like so, I'm trying my hardest Not to interrupt you Because like This is turning into like A great primer For people to like yeah. Just figure out What to go to yeah, this so, year So the IESF will happen in Cebu uh-huh. I'm not sure the exact date But yeah So so these other events Are organized by Well-known local organizers here uh-huh. So I hope you guys support All of these gaming events here. Oh man That's super awesome Like I really love that I like Got to talk with you today thank you so much oh. for like letting us thank into you your also house. for having me thank you so much for making the time and actually oh man like you know this is part of my show and I keep forgetting to mention it like I was having a nice espresso frappuccino while talking to Sir Joe Bird like, and you are not a coffee drinker yeah? uh, no no uh, <laughs> I drink milk <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. okay that's interesting and thank you so much for teaching us so much thank you so much uh, for like um, hanging out with us tonight it was a very informative experience uh, for me and like I think I 
learned a ton. Oh, and, thank you very much. <laughs> and usually, I end the show with like um, usually us plugging our stuff, things oh, like that. Oh, already. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess for me, um, like our Facebook page ah, uh, yeah. on Facebook.com/slash/Emil in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is coming out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at at Emil Tang on Twitter. That's at E M I L E T A N G. And if you'd like to get in touch with us through email, you can send those. <laughs> you can send it over to emilinthemorning at gmail.com how about for you Sir Jobert like how would we oh. be able to get in touch with you Um, actually you can go to the official Facebook page of the PGF uh, facebook.com slash Pinoy Gaming Festival and for just in case ESGS um, you can go for the official Facebook it's called uh, facebook.com slash ESGS Philippines so just in case if you wanted to know more about these events or if, you, if you're interested to you know to partner up or to be one of the exhibitors for ESGS you can go for that or PGF you can go for those two Facebook mm, pages okay that's so, super yeah. cool I will make sure to link those in yeah. the description thank of you. this episode um like, thank you for having us thank you also. like I had a wonderful time so yeah. let's wrap up thank you for joining us for another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night and if you're like me thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening and to the rest of you people out there a good night Thank you so much, Sir Jobert. It's a wrap, it's a wrap, it's a thank wrap. You thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that was another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. Let's get the usual stuff out of the way before I wrap up, yeah? Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is coming out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at at Tang on Twitter. That's at E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it over to emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Anyways, I can't wait to churn out more episodes, so I'ma do my best for all of you listening out there. Listening to this song always gets me pumped to do stuff, and with the recent announcement that Skyrim is being remastered and brought over to the new consoles, winding down the episode for us today will be Brandon Strader with Dovakin from OC Remix. Once again, thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening. And to the rest of you people out there, a good night.